Hey, listen, this morning we're continuing. We've been in a series called Normal. In fact, today is the last day of that series. We're going to move next week into our Christmas time zone. Although we haven't hit Thanksgiving, that's this week. I know. But we're just preemptively telling you we're going to start on the 28th. Uh, you're not going to want to miss it. We're going to have four amazing weeks. Christmas Eve is going to be completely incredible, like family. You're not going to want to miss Christmas Eve. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, the last couple of weeks in this series uh, have just been tremendous. We've just seen the hand of God moving in miraculous ways. And we're going to talk about some of that today. I'm going to share some stories of what God's been doing. And because I think it's important that we hear those and we know it's not, it's one thing to say God's moving miraculously. It's another to hear the real life story of what God's doing. And those stories are still being written, by the way. Some of those stories right now, God is writing in your lives and in your hearts. And you may feel like you're being um, dealt a flood or a blow. And I just want you to know this morning that my, my goal is that you would be encouraged to know that even you may feel like the circumstances are heavy and things are coming at you, uh, but your story is still being written. Your miracle is still being written. God's power and presence is alive and well in your life and in our midst. And our job is to stand and continue just to come to him and say, God, we are going to not move from this place. When you move, we'll move. But right now, God, we need you to move. And so uh, two weeks ago, I talked about how it's completely normal for us to take ownership. Last week, I talked about it's normal for us to walk in signs and wonders. And we heard just incredible stories out of those two messages. And if you haven't watched those or you missed those for any reason, jump onto our YouTube really quickly and you can watch those. Uh, I think you're going to get a lot out of them personally. Uh, This week, we're talking about, as promised, how it's normal for us to walk in miracles. But I think we need to understand a few things as we go through today. I'm going to have to define what this miracle means, and we're going to have to talk about its purpose. And if we believe that Scripture tells us that we should walk in miracles, is it it for today? Is it something that we should be um, seeking to, to have happen And we're going to go to a guy named Paul who wrote a ton of the New Testament. And we're just going to depend on the word of God. Not on my opinion, not on your opinion. We're just going to go to the word of God because it is the authority. And we're going to, we're going to land there. Okay. So a couple things that I felt like this morning, some of you have been in the midst of some tension and you've been dealing with some things and you've been praying and asking God, some of you for a year, some of you for 10 years, some of you for a month, some of you for six months. But I want you to know that you're not sitting here by mistake. You're sitting here. There's a purpose and there's a reason. You're listening to this message right now in your car or at your workplace, or you're listening to this perhaps a week or a year from now, and you're hearing this message right when you need to hear it. But God wants you to know that he sees you. He's presently powerful, and he's working on your behalf in your midst. He is a present God. He is not a God that has abandoned us and is sitting back watching from his stage in heaven as we all run around in chaos. That is not the God that we have learned about in scripture that is good and that is full of power and he wants to move in our midst. Our country right now needs miracles, signs, and wonders 
in the hand of God to revive things that politicians can call dead, that, um, that individuals can begin to speak things and call curses. And what I mean by curses, begin to um, apportion little pieces of things that might have truth to them, but appropriate them and utilize them to come against us and, and really pit division against us as a country and as a people. We are children of God and we belong to him. And God is going to bring revival to things that we may think on the surface appear dead, but he wants to bring life to those things. This morning when we were getting ready, we, we meet beforehand, before we start our morning, and it's our, our whole worship team and production team and everyone. And I stuck my hand in my pocket, and out of my pocket I pulled a $1 bill. Now, before I pull this $1 bill out and I show it to you, I have it right here. Um, my, I have to forewarn you, my two-year-old is in a stage where she likes to find $1 bills laying around. How many of you guys carry cash in your pocket? I do not carry cash in my pocket. I'm totally, I'm not that dude. I'm like, Apple Pay, boom, awesome, we're done, right? I don't have to carry cash. Like, give me your money. I'm like, I don't have any. Um, you know, growing up where I grew up, that was like, no, I, I, I don't got nothing, dude. Like, <laughs> um, but give me your money. You know, just kidding. Um, you try to do a stick up, but I'm, I'm holding you up. Okay, anyway. Man. Try that on a phone solicitor when they call you. They try to give you their business, and you go, I got some business for you. You've heard of a dude named Jesus? Right? You're calling my house, trying to bring your business into my house. I think, my, I think the business that I preach needs to be in your house. They don't call me back. I don't know why. So here's the deal. I am looking for a right now word that God wants to speak to us every single moment when I walk through my day. I'm asking God, God, would you speak to right now word rooted in your scripture, but what are you trying to reveal to us? I feel like that's what I'm supposed to bring to you. And um, sometimes I feel like it's the 11th hour. And so I'm walking in this morning, God, I'm gonna talk about miracles. I don't have any idea. Like I, ha I have an idea, don't get me wrong. But I'm like, Lord, there's something. And so we're praying and I stick my hand in my pocket. My two-year-old's in a stage where she likes to find uh, $1 bills and she likes to, um, that's two-thirds of a $1 bill. We probably have about 20 bucks laying around our house, a portion of this legal tender, right, that, uh, that we walk around with. And this is, this is what I felt like the Lord said. I pulled it out of my pocket while we're praying and, and like a flash, the Lord said, this is, this is our faith at times. I said, Lord, what, what, what do you mean? He said, we're not walking around with the fullness of what I've given to you. And you think that you can apply two-thirds of a $1 bill to purchase that thing for a dollar and the stoner is going to say, I'm sorry, but you didn't bring the fullness. That when we preach the good news and the gospel of Jesus Christ, we need to bring the fullness. And we're trying to bring two-thirds. And I want you to know something. We need the full gospel preached. And that includes the authority God-ordained word. But we also need the power of the Holy Spirit to show up 
and to move on our behalf. So when you ask questions like, well, how do we reconcile these things? And you can fill in the blank in life. It's okay for us to say, I don't know, but I can rely on the authority given to us in Jesus name, the word of God. And I can now call down all of heaven and all of the hosts and the armies of heaven and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I can say, come right now. But we need to not trick ourselves into thinking that if we walk with a portion of faith, that it's going to do what it needs to do. And some of us are trying to purchase what it is that has been taken from us with our own idea. And God said, I've already purchased you. Now you need to turn to me. Rely on, rely on the power of my Holy Spirit and on the truths and the promises of God's word. In Romans 15, 18, this guy Paul wrote this. Paul wrote most of the New Testament. He says, for I will not, I read this last week, by the way, but I, I read it in context of signs, miraculous signs and wonders and the power of the Holy Spirit. Today I'm reading it in a different context to draw a different truth out of it. This is what Paul said. One of the greatest preachers in all of history. For I will not presume to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me. Resulting in obedience of the Gentiles by word and deed. In the power of miraculous signs and wonders. In the power of the Spirit. So that, hold on a second. As soon as you see that word, so that, or therefore, or hence, <laughs> it's about to tell you the purpose of preaching in power and seeing signs and wonders and Paul walking and delivering the word of God. Now, I also want you to keep in mind that Paul didn't have the Bible as we know it. Paul, Paul was, the story was being written that we read. Paul had the miracles of his ancestors to look back on in what we call the Old Testament. But to him was current word, promise, and truth of how God had moved. Some of you today, God wants to develop a history with you so that you can look back and say, ah, God moved here in the miraculous. I am completely confident that here he will move again. Some of you need this history. Paul had this history. And he's saying this, I'm moving in the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of miraculous signs and wonders, so that this is why so that from Jerusalem and all around, as far as Alusium, weird word, I have, okay, what's the word? I have what? Can, can you turn to somebody and say fully? Okay. Can you turn to, turn to somebody else and say fully? Say God's not a halfway God. No, you need to turn and tell someone God's not a halfway God. God's not a halfway God. 
God's a fully God. Can I tell you something that Paul is telling us that he did this and God showed up with powerful, miraculous signs and wonders, empowering him by the Spirit of God so that I have, Paul saying, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. I need to fully preach the gospel of Christ. And what that means is that I want to I give you the word of God, but I want to see it demonstrated by the power of God. And I know God wants to move in your life in miraculous signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. Thank you. I'm going to pray for a second. Let's just close our eyes. Holy Spirit, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, the authority that you've given us, the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would give us ears to hear today. God, the cerebral part of our brain, the intellectual part of our brain, the understanding part of our brain, the informational part of our brain, that we want to devour and digest your word, and we want to um, come to a place of maturity in our faith, perhaps, that we understand fully who you are. God, that understanding the fullness of who you are means not just in story and narrative and recount because of information, but because of experience and a manifestation of transformation. And so what I'm asking for today is that we would have ears to hear and spirits to um, be able to digest what it is that we're talking about here today. That whatever it is that you walked in here with today, pressured by, pressed on by, whatever you walked in here feeling, God, that the weight that might be sitting on you as an individual or in this atmosphere, I pray right now that the breath of God would breathe, that you would begin to give life right now to the areas that you want to speak to. And that we would simply do this. We would simply say, we are available. We are available. Can everyone say, I'm available? Let's understand miracles. In the beginning, there was the miraculous. I love this passage when I was a little kid, right? The first thing that the, I learned going to like Bible Sunday school was, in the beginning, right? So it's like, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Just Genesis 1.1. That is the genesis of all of creation, by the way. It says, the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was... That was a miracle, family. Because last time I checked, if I just start speaking things, they just don't pop into existence. Does anyone have that gift? Like spiritual 3D printer. God, let there be a house. Boom, house. That God in the middle of disorder spoke order. In the middle of darkness brought light. That what he did in the beginning is he moved in the miraculous because he is a miracle maker. 
And what God wants us to understand is even in when you're perceiving to be the darkest areas of your life, the darkest of circumstances, the most confusing, our country has done lost its mind type of season. In the middle of that season, in the middle of perceived disorder, the miracle maker says, I just, one word, like, you don't want me to speak, because when I speak, I, I, I'm going to revive what you think is disorderly, and I'm going to be a, I'm going to speak a miracle into the middle of this mess. I, I, I feel like I need to preach today. Somebody better call TD, let him know I'm taking over. We're cousins. A miracle, the word miracle is seen in scripture. Often you see sign wonder or miracle used. You see mighty deeds. You see power used. These are the different words in scripture that you see works. So these are different things that you'll see in scripture that all mean the same thing. It's the dunamis power. It's dynamis. It's like dynamis. So where do we get dynamite? It's explosive. You know when God moves in your life in a miraculous way, it's explosive to your faith. It's explosive to your faith and to the faith of everyone around that sees God's hand move in a miraculous way. So this is what, let me, let me define what a miracle is. It's an event that unmistakably involves an immediate and powerful action of God, which appears to violate natural order. There is a matter of miracles that will always remain a mystery. Here's what I mean. If you can explain what a miracle is and how it works and how all of this, then it's not a miracle. That's called a strategy and a plan and a goal and a mission. But you and I don't make miracles. And if we can intellectualize it and if we can rationalize it and we can describe, I can tell you about miracles, but I can't tell you how they work. Why? Because that's what makes it a miracle. It's so mysterious. So there's often this attempt, right, to, to intellectualize and rationalize the miraculous way. Let me, can, I, can I tell you a few miracle stories? Yeah. Right, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give us some basis for miracles, but I feel like I need to share some miracles with you. Somebody, somebody messaged me, they DM'd me um, last week. I'm going to try to make this real, I'm going to bullet point this, Okay. So this person was like praying, 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 him and his wife praying, like God, and, and, and the, I just, I need an upgrade in my job. How many of you need a promotion and an upgrade in your job? No, I'm serious. How many of you need it? So to check this story out. All of October, they're praying. Dude gets a phone call from a higher up in his company who he doesn't know. Never met the dude. And the guy says, hey, we have this new position we're hiring for and your name popped into my head. He's like, I didn't know the dude. Would you like to interview for the job? He's like, well, hey, based on where I stand right now and the company and all that, anything, yeah. He doesn't ask about, he doesn't even know what the position is. He interviews for it. He says, I'm on the phone for five minutes to do this interview. They hire him for this position. He still doesn't know what the position is. Come to find out it's a promotion. Remember, the prayer is, God, I want the ability to work from home. God's like, watch this. It was a promotion 
They gave him a company car. Come on. Not an Uber card. Right? They gave him a gas card to pay for the fuel in the car. Gave him a laptop to do his work. Then started giving him a bunch of stuff like computer stuff that you would use in your home. And said, oh, by the way, this position will be based out of your home. No, you can clap for that. His story gets better. So they're making this adjustment. November 1st, he starts this position. They're making an adjustment. Has to go to the doctor because he's having problems with one of his eyes. The doctor says, cool, you need this pharmaceutical grade eye drop. He goes, okay. He's like, you know, the new, the new, the new position like hadn't kicked in yet. You know and I'm talking? Like cheddar, okay? So he's like, I'm gonna have to pass on the pharmaceutical grade eye drop. Literally, doctor says, this is what you need. He, he can't afford it. So he leaves the doctor's office and doesn't get it. Only to find out that his plumbing in his house had caused a flood in one of the sinks. Have you ever felt like in the middle of stuff, man, it's like the, the, the punches just keep coming? It's a setup. Sometime God, I feel like, you're like, like, like he, he's, he's like, I need you in the right spot. You're a little off right now. So like I, you need like left hook, uh, jab, uh, <laughs> gut punch, uh. Now you're humble. <laughs> Whatever you want, God. So God's like, this is how I'm going to work in the midst of a flood. He goes home and he has to pull everything out from underneath his sink because he has to deal with the plumbing. And in some miraculous fashion, he finds... A small bottle, a pharmaceutical, eye drops for his eye. Wow. There must be a reason. Can I tell you another one? Eight years ago, it was my 40th birthday. My birthday is July 21st. I was standing on the stage. At the time, I was leading worship. A lot of you don't know that I'm a musician. I'm a worship leader. I'm still leading worship because that's just leading people into God's presence. So my goal every time that you see me is that I would bring you to an intersecting moment where you have an encounter and experience with the living God. <laughs> FYI. Sometimes we do it with melody and lyric, and sometimes I just get up here and preach. Okay? It's my birthday, and I'm standing in, in the worship team. We had been praying, and we were just like, God, would you just show yourself? Like, we, have you ever been in this place in your life? Like, God, you just need to show your faith. I just need to know that you're here. Like, I'm reading about you. I need to sense you, hear you, feel you. Make yourself known. And that, that's where we were at. So we're standing on, on this platform, and I'm standing right here, and I'm playing guitar and the band kind of came down in this moment where it was it was the music was low and out of nowhere in perfect timing perfect timing like at the drop of a beat perfect pitch 
tuned perfectly in the same key that we're playing in, we hear the most beautiful angelic chimes play. I'm standing here. I pick my head up and I look. I, first, I look at the guy on the keys because I was like, bro, your phone's plugged in and someone just like text messaged you or, you or you know what I'm saying? You just got an alert. So I'm like, and the keyboard's like. And so we, people sitting like in this zone heard it and, and like looked and, and caught my eye and I was like, I don't know. You know, we tried to rationalize it. We tried to figure out what, what we could not for the life of me figure out what it was. Sometimes we seek so hard to understand informationally to know the ways that God's moving that we miss the ways that God is moving. And this was a moment where God's like, stop trying to rationalize. You just, Pat, you just asked for this. perception problem. First Corinthians 8.2. I love this because this is scripture. It's not me. Anyone who claims to know all the answers doesn't really know very much. When you hear somebody say this, let me tell you the reality of the situation. They're a fool. Because no one knows the full reality. Proverbs goes on to say, those who trust their own insight are foolish. I want you to know something. It is totally normal for us to walk in miracles. It's completely normal for us because we were made by a miraculous God, born out of, out of the miraculous and he will redeem all things back to him. He will bring attention and affection back to him through miraculous measures. Real quickly, here's some different types of miracles. There's different types of miracles. There's one God, okay? We have healing miracles. Now here's a statement. This is important. All healings are miracles but not all miracles are healings. You want me to say that again? All healings are miracles, but not all miracles are healings. Sometimes when you hear about miracles, you immediately, you want to think about the story of the person who got like the cancer diagnosis and they got, right? And we think healing, two separate things. Okay? So healing miracles can be healing for physical infirmities, Mental, emotional, or straight up as scripture has shown. And we were just talking about stories of people that are living today that have been present for the raising of the dead. So a healing can be physical, mental, emotional, or straight up. Someone's dead. God heals them. They're raised to life. 
Here's some quick scriptures. John 11, 38 to 44, Jesus brings this guy Lazarus back to life after Lazarus has been dead for three days. I'm talking like he stinks. He's beginning to smell. And Jesus steps in and brings him back to life. There's some things in your life that perhaps even have a stench to them. They feel like they've been dead for so long. And God said today, I want to bring those things back to life. I want to revive those things in your life. Are you, are you coming to me with a level of expectancy that I'm going to move? Luke 24, 6, Jesus is resurrected from the dead. We are standing here having this conversation predicated on this one truth. No one, by the way, is questioning in in history if a guy named Jesus lived. You know what they're questioning? Where did he go? Just study history. They're like, yep, dude named Jesus, yep. They're trying to figure out why his tomb is empty and where did he go? They're trying to intellectualize and rationalize. Acts 5.15, this guy Peter, who was a follower of Jesus, heals many people. Acts 8, 6 to 13, Philip, another follower of Jesus, casts out unclean spirit. Here's what I want you to know. Sometimes the healing that we need is that we are oppressed and bound by something spiritual. Let me give you an example of that. It is completely normal for you to grieve something that you've lost. It's something completely different to be bound underneath a stronghold of grief. Because a stronghold of grief will take you, draw you down into the depths of depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. That is, that is a stronghold under the oppression of the spirit of grief. But you've been given the spirit of life. So that you can walk through the process of grief, but not be bound underneath the stronghold of it. It's one thing to not have money in your bank account and know that there's some financial stuff that needs to happen. It's another thing to be bound by the oppressive spirit of poverty. Someone needs to hear that here today. Because you don't have money, stop saying you're broke. Because you aren't broken, God is just setting you up to do something that's miraculous. You know, the bigger the mess, the bigger the miracle. And then there's this topic I call creative miracles, okay? Creative miracles are things that God just steps in when there's a need, no healing. So it's things like Jesus fed 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish. That's just a creative miracle. How does that happen? I don't understand it. Matthew 14, 17 through 21 was what I just referenced. How about Matthew 14, 25 to 35? Just after he feeds the 5,000, Jesus walks on water. That's weird. Like if I just right now just was like walked off the stage, like you'd be like, that's a miracle. And maybe, maybe God would do something like that because someone in this room needs to see. Right? Acts 12, 7 through 11. This guy, Peter, again, he's released from prison by angels. He's in prison. Angels come, unlock the doors, release him. Come on. Some of you need to be unbound. Acts 2, 1 through 4, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Acts 10, 1 through 8. This guy, Cornelius, he's a commander in the army, has a vision. God literally gives him this vision. 
And in this vision, God says, I'm showing you this guy, Simon Peter, I need you to go get this guy. Acts eleven thirty eight. this guy Agabus, he's a prophet. He speaks prophetically about how there's gonna be a famine that's going to affect every single part of the Roman Empire. And it ends up coming about. There are different types of miracles, but there's one God and one purpose. Now, really quickly, I'm trying to get through this as fast as possible. Our miracles for today. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna cut to the chase. First Corinthians 12, this guy Paul wrote this again. And in this, I'm gonna read just the beginning and then I'm gonna jump to the heart of it. He says, now dear brothers and sisters, who are the brothers and sisters? It was all the people of the church of Corinth. So it's like, pretend like I'm saying this to you right now. Regarding your questions about special abilities the spirit gives us. Okay. The Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to stand in some special things. And he goes, I, and he, this, is what, this is what Paul said. He goes, I don't want you to misunderstand this or be uninformed. We need to be informed that the miraculous is actually completely normal for us to walk in. And, and, and Paul's saying, I don't want you believers in 2021. I don't want you to misunderstand these things. That these special gifts come, for, there's a direct correlation to being close to the Spirit of God, to be in God's presence. There's a, there's a correlation between the closer you are to the presence of God, the closer you are to His Spirit, the more you have access to walk in the gifts that He gives. And he says, you know that when you were still pagans or unbelievers, you were led astray and swept along worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. What he's saying is there is such a profound power in the name of Jesus and the authority that it gives that someone, that a demon cannot profess the name as Jesus Christ as Lord. That's how much power we've been given in the name of Jesus. So when we say in the name of Jesus, we are literally calling all of heaven to reign with heavenly hosts, armies. We are calling the full frontal offense of heaven down on a circumstance. And he goes on and in verse nine, he says, the same spirit gives great faith to another, to someone else, the one spirit gives what? The gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and other ability to prophesy. Here's my point. This letter was written to the church of Corinthians who were just like you and I. We once were lost, but now we're found. And he's saying to them and to all of us for the rest of eternity, I want you to understand this family. He's saying this. Family of followers, I want you to understand this. You have been given the ability to walk in these things. But you have to understand them. And then in chapter 14, he says, let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives. Sandwiched in between chapter 12 and chapter 14, chapter 14, he just told us we should desire these special gifts. 
We should desire. We should, we should desire to say, Holy Spirit, come. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, come into the middle of this room, into the middle of this atmosphere, in the middle of these circumstances. I have a strong desire for you to reveal yourself in this room right now. Holy Spirit, come. If it be with tongues of fire or it become the most plainest of ways, my job is to say, I am available. Your job right now is to open your hands and say, I'm available. But Holy Spirit, come. Would you come in this place? Would you stand with me this morning and would you just simply say, Holy Spirit, come. We are available. We should desire these things. And sandwiched between chapter 12 and chapter 14 is this whole chapter of 1 Corinthians 13 where he gives us instruction to do all of this in power but superseded by what? Love. Why? Because miracles are the manifestation of God's power and chiefly his love for you. He is so relentless about pursuing you. There is, no, you know, there's nothing you can do. Stick your head in a hole. I don't see, God's like, he's speaking. Some of you right now, there's some of you he's been speaking to you about. You have been, you've been off in left field. This is actually for someone right now. You've been off in left field playing all kinds of games in the acreage that God has given you. And he's saying to you this morning, my love and power to get you, to pursue you, you can't change it. There's not a corner of the room you can run to and mess it up that I stop pursuing you. Someone in this room needs to hear that. Let that be your sign of God being a miraculous God. If that's you this morning, would you raise your hand? Because we're going to pray. Amen. 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 The purpose of the miraculous is to reveal a deeper understanding of God's character and who he is in your life for the purpose of, for the point of you walking in complete freedom. Some of you are bound this morning. Some of you need a creative miracle. Some of you need a creative miracle this morning. You just need God to walk on water somewhere. You, you're looking for it. You need, you need a breakthrough. You need a 5,000 out of five loaves. You, you, need, you need something to happen. If that's you, I want you to come forward right now. Just listen, this is how we do it. So I want you to come forward. You need a right now creative miracle. God, I need you to show yourself. I need you, I need you just, I, I'm, I'm crying out for it. If that's you, I want you on the left side of the room. My left, your right. <laughs> Let me do it that way. You need to create this creative miracle. You need God to move. Some of you need a, some of you need a healing in your life. Some of you need like physical, mental, emotional. The number one healing that I think we need deepest in society is we need emotional healing in our culture. We, 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 have been, uh, we have been rendered completely neutralized as a people group, humanity, human community. 
because we don't have the ability to step in to a social discourse where we can process things emotionally and we can process things that we have felt. Some of you have have literally had traumas that have occurred in your life and God wants to reconcile those things. He wants to restore those things this morning. And here's the deal. They're like therapy, great. Talk it out, great. There is something about the manifest power of the Holy Spirit coming in, stepping into the middle of your circumstance and saying, today's the day that we're gonna restore. Today's the day we're building the bridge. Today's the day we're decimating the lie. Today's the day that you're not gonna have to live like this anymore. If you need a healing this morning, I want you to come down. I want you to stand to my right, to the left of the room. If it's a physical healing, if you have a heart issue, If you have a shoulder issue, if you have a liver issue, does anyone in the room have any of those three? Okay. Over here for healing. We're just going to pray. So we have ministry team that's praying for everyone right now. Jose, I need you down here. Grab, grab a couple people that you know can pray and bring them with you. We, we, we need some other people just down here ministering. I need to call you guys. I need to call you guys into this. Big, deep breath, big sigh. Come on. We have a couple, you guys down for prayer? Cool. We have a couple right here in the back that needs prayer. Listen, we're going to cover everybody in prayer. This is what I want to do. I want to release everyone who wants to go. This is, this is the routine. I'm going to release you to go. Don't feel bad about it. Go ahead and go if you want. My prayer is that the Lord bless you this week. The Lord literally pour himself out and manifest ways for you this week in the miraculous, showing you his presence and his goodness. That um, this giving of thanks that we walk into this week, that God would restore uh, and mend brokenness in families. God, as we gather around that the crazy uncle in the bunch the, you know, the people, the people in your family that you just go, I don't know what to do with, that, that God would give you insight. For some of you, this is a really hard time of the year. But I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pray right now that God gives you community and insight and understanding. But as we go, that we go understanding that we walk in the power of Jesus' name, filled by the Holy Spirit. And it's normal for us to walk in miracles. We will see you guys next week as we start our new service. Have a great Thanksgiving. We're going to continue praying. I have a few other things for people in the room. James is going to keep playing. There's a, there, there's a heavy, heavy, heavy burden that a parent has on their heart over a child. There is a heavy burden that someone has right now that they're carrying about a child 
And I felt like the Lord was saying right now, all of your prayers are yes and amen. Everything that you've been asking for, I've heard you. Everything that, um, everything that you have been desiring, all the brokenness that you've been seeing, that I am, I am literally in the midst of working. Whoever that parent is, I want to encourage you right now. I want to encourage you that, that God is good. He hears your prayer. He hears you. He sees you. You guys still need prayer? You good? I just I want to make sure you're taken care of. You're good? Cool. Come on. Your ankle? When you, walk, when you walked up here, you were walking with pain, difficult to walk. How are you walking right now? Totally fine? You could, you could dance a jig? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Right now. Yeah. The Lord healing ankles right now. Came up with nine broken bones with pain. Is not feeling any pain. So Lord, just continue to work on that. We want to see you manifest yourself in more ways, God. We can talk about it all day long, but unless we walk in it, it means nothing. Come on. Yeah, I feel like the Lord is um, bringing restoration to families. The Lord's bringing restoration to families. Uh, years and years and years of deep hurts and wounds and pains. I feel like the Lord is actually reconciling those things right now. He's bringing those things into order. Yeah. Lord, we don't, we don't see how. You're a mysterious God, but you're, wor you're working, somehow you're working this out. Yeah, for some of you, you feel like every time you step outside of staying centered on God, you, you, some of you, um, there's, there's at least two of you in the room that have experienced this. You know the truth, and every time you step outside of that truth, you try to take on this, this, this way of living on your own. It thrusts you momentarily into a moment of pleasure, but it ultimately drowns you in discouragement and depression. And so I just, I wanna, I just wanna, I wanna call you to this. If that's you, I wanna call you to this. I wanna call you to an alignment that God has said, that um, it's okay, but right now, full of grace, I'm saying it's time. It, like you, you feel this over here. This is not what I created for you. I created this, this fullness in life for you to walk in. And there's a fullness when we walk in right standing with God. And, and I, I, I just, I pray for that right now. Yeah, 
We're in a season of fathers being restored to their sons and sons to their fathers. Fathers being restored to their sons and sons to their fathers. Yeah. I feel like what the Lord is saying when I said that is he's restoring he's restoring the connection between fathers and sons. Things that have been broken, things that the past have broken. God is restoring the connection between fathers and sons. That can be applied that can be applied to daughters, right? Children, restoration with their parents, parents with their kids. Yeah. There's something very significant about a red rose to somebody in the room. A, a red rose Anybody, does that mean something to you? A red rose? Your name is Rose? Okay. Okay. Um, there's something very significant. The, the Lord just, he, he showed me a picture of a red rose. And um, so, Rosie, I've never met you before. Okay. I don't think we've met. Okay. My name's Pat. How are you? Can I, can I encourage you for a second? Okay. I felt like the Lord is just saying to you, huh? It's your heart? You're the one with the heart condition. Okay. Yeah. There's something right now. So when the Lord showed me that, there's something specific about this very season with a red rose. So it makes sense that right now that you're the one that I said, if you have a heart condition, right? And I feel like God, um, that your heart condition is, is a condition, but there's conditions of your heart that God is actually wanting to work in. There's things that he wants to restore. There's things that you haven't walked through fully and completely that he wants you to walk through. And it's almost like, um, it's almost like that moment you're like, man, there's this issue with my heart, but okay, that's physically, but spiritually God is saying there's an issue with your heart. You're walking with things. You're holding on to things in your heart that you, Rosie, you were never meant to hold on to. The things that have occurred to you, you were never meant to carry. Rosie, I want you to know something. You're, you're beautiful and you have value in, in, in God's eyes. And the things that you're holding on to, it's, it's an issue with your heart that God said your heart wasn't built to actually hold on to these things. And, and he wants to remove those things from, from you. Does that make sense? So can you guys just place your hand on her? God, I pray right now for your red rose. Lord, first and foremost, God, we just call into order right now whatever is going on with her heart. Lord, that it, it's, it's, it's an issue of her heart, but God, you're speaking in duality, that God, in the physical, you're manifesting something in the physical because there's something deep inside of her that you actually are getting at. That when you get below the surface, there's an issue in her heart. That Rosie, now is the day that you let go of all those things. That God wants to deliver you right now in the name of Jesus from all that history. He wants to deliver you right now in the name of Jesus from all that past. He wants to deliver you right now 
in the midst of 2021, things that you felt like you had put aside, things you thought you had gotten past or got over. God is saying right now, it's like the earth is pushing these things to the surface and, 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 and it's like, it's happening right now. It's, got, it's, it's like birthing right now. It's coming out right now. That God is bringing those things out right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray right now that, emo- that as that happens, that the void that those things are going to leave, God, that your spirit would fill that place. That in a place that feels like there's emptiness, where there's a hollowness, God, that your presence would fill right now. That your love, that your compassion would fill right now. Amen. Amen. Salvation. The whole purpose of this is increased awareness of God and ultimately salvation. Rosie, God's not done with you. Okay, your, your days aren't done. You need to know that. Okay? Um, I felt like this is what the Lord, the Lord said. You're like a rose that keeps on blooming out of season. Do you understand that? Okay. And so you like what God is going to bring out in you. It's going to feel like it doesn't make sense and it's out of season, but you're like a rose that he has ordained and, and appointed and he's anointed you to bloom out of season. That, that who you are is the sweetness. It's like a sweet aroma that when you walk into the room, what you carry brings, brings an aroma that changes everything. It's nice to meet you, Rose. Okay. Amen. Amen. This gets kind of fun. Like we can have a good time. This is what God wants. God wants freedom. He wants freedom in this. I got a picture of a, of a locket. Is that what it's called? Little thing that you wear on your neck? Locket and it opens. But there's a key to open this up. Um, this is significant for somebody in the room. If you're on our online campus and this makes sense, you can, I don't even know if we're, we're live still, but <laughs> someone's gonna hear it. What, is that, what does that mean for somebody? A locket. Are you wearing one? And it has a key that opens it? It doesn't have a key. Does it require a key? Just opens on its own? Okay. Yeah. There's a heavy significance on that. Of what you carry in that. Like what you carry inside of it. Close to your heart. Right? Okay. So I just felt like um, the Lord said that the key to your answer, um, you've been trying to figure out what the key is to the answer of what it is that you're carrying. There's a closeness 
Um, it's, 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 like, it's like a person that you've lost, a person that is close to you. Is that right on? Okay. And um, the key is, the key isn't what you think it is. And um, God, God sees that. He says, I understand this is close to your heart. And, and, I, and I'm okay with that. But the things that you think are not the key. I feel like there, 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 there's a key to, to whatever the relationship is. Is, it, is, the, is the, the person that you hold close to your heart, is it a child? Okay. So, so she died by suicide. So the key, the key to what happened there is not what you think it is. Okay. I think what the Lord wants to say to you is, is to bring you a peace in it, to bring you a peace in the middle of that suicide. Because what we do as survivors of suicide is we fumble through and try to figure out what the key component was. What could I have done? And and God is telling you there's no key. Okay. He wants you to be at peace. There's, there's no key to your locket. You hold it close to your heart, but the key isn't what you think it is. It's not something you personally could have done. There's not like, you see what I'm saying? And so it, I think there's just a piece that God wants you to carry to be able to truly to say, like, I, I hold this person dear to my heart and I love them, but you don't, you don't have to carry anything any longer. You don't have to try to filter through why, okay? So you may, you may never know why until the day you see him face to face, but, what, but whatever you want to intellectualize it and think it is, it's not that. Okay, does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Ankles and hearts. Cool. Well, come Holy Spirit. This is what we were made to walk in. Bless everyone. Let us have a great week. Let us show up next week ready to celebrate the birth of this little guy named Jesus. Little baby Jesus. If you need prayer before you walk out of here this morning, be sure to stop and get prayer. Love you guys. We'll see you next week.